Grassroots, True Grit. This is Shenango Voice. Visit our website at shenangovoice.com, and if you enjoy our programming, share a link to our podcast with your friends. This episode of Shenango Voice is sponsored by the Bohemian Moon Restaurant, offering their weekly Doshirak subscription meal program, featuring freshly prepared meals for pickup or delivery on Thursdays. Bohemian Moon is also available to cater private gatherings, on-site business meetings, and off-site group orders, tailored to each occasion for convenience, privacy, and a great culinary experience. Dine-in service is available Tuesday through Saturday from 4.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Visit the website at twobakeriesandarestaurant.com or call 607-334-9480 for updated information on all Bohemian Moon has to offer. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Shenango Voice, a local public service podcast. Our mission is to inform, connect, and inspire Shenango County, New York with information and stories that bring out the best in our community. This episode of Shenango Voice features an interview with Bill Wagner. Bill is the director of Get There, a transportation program of the Rural Health Network of Southern Central New York. Our conversation highlights a new planning service that can help residents meet their transportation needs for work, school, medical appointments, grocery shopping, or other travel needs. This interview was conducted on May 7, 2021, with Shenango Voice producer Diane Gallo. Hi, this is Diane Gallo with Shenango Voice. Today we have with us Bill Wagner of Get There, a program of the Rural Health Network of Southern Central New York. Get There is a mobility services program, and Bill is going to be telling us about the program, and then we're going to be playing a little game. This is the Give Bill a Challenge game. So uh, with that as background, I have the sheet that you sent us, Bill, the program uh, of Get There that says removing transportation as a barrier to health care, food, and employment and that you provide transportation assistance, support, and information to residents of one, two, three, four, five counties. That's Broome, Shenango, Delaware, Otsego, and Tioga counties. And that you further have a call center that can be reached Monday through Fridays from 7 a.m. till 7 p.m. at 855-373-4040. We'll give you the information again at the end to make sure that you've got it down, but I wanted to get it in up front just in case I forgot about it later. So, Bill, can you give us a, a little overview of your service and how it works? Sure, absolutely, Dan, and, and thank you for uh, having me on here. Um, first, I'd start by saying that... Uh, Mobility or, or transportation is so critical to people in their, their lives, whether it's their health, their uh, social being, employment, every aspect of their lives or livelihoods is impacted by the ability to be mobile and provide transportation. And across the United States, um, the typical household uh, expense, transportation is the number two expense 
right below housing um, for a household. So often what happens, in, especially in rural areas, sometimes that uh, transportation, you know, reaches up and approaches close to what the, the cost of what it would be to uh, for housing, but um, either way, it's very expensive. So our role um, as part of the Rural Health Network is to try to provide transportation assistance and services to individuals that live in rural areas. Um, and obviously, Shenango County is a very rural area. Often, many times, people think we have a, a boatload of vehicles out back that just drive around and take people where they want to go. Um, but our mobility management practice is really about utilizing the resources that are available, um, teaching people how to use the resources that are available and how to uh, make them more efficient and more effective. So in Shenango County, we partner and work very closely with Shenango First Transit, which um, some may be aware of and some may not. That's the public transit system that uh, tours around Shenango County trying to provide a quote unquote rural transit service um, to individuals. Is that the little bus route through all the different little villages and towns? Yes, they have a what's called a fixed route system that will, um, on certain days, certain schedule, certain times, um, you will see them picking people up from, you know, maybe South Otsilik through Sherburne into Norwich, or you know, on another day, another time, you may find them down in Bainbridge. Uh, coming around into green and up through to Norwich and that. But the hub is in Norwich and they, you know, spread out and try to serve as much of the county as possible. That's quite a route. Uh, Shenango County, just on its own, is a fairly close to a thousand square miles, if I remember correctly. Yeah. It's a very challenging position to be put in to try to provide, you know, often when we think of public transit, we think of, you know, being in uh, lower Manhattan in a bus traveling by the uh, the corner every you know five minutes or every 10 minutes and um, not only is that very cost ineffective for something you know someone like Shenango County in rural areas but it's also takes away a little bit of why people choose to live in Shenango County right which is not being crowded not being you know cheek by jowl but having space and breath and green <laughs> yes we like a little bit of green instead of all asphalt so um, you know, that's why we choose to live where we do, and the price we pay is a more expensive transportation system. Um, many in the area have, you know, rely on personal automobiles, and uh, that in itself is expensive. But what do you do if you don't have uh, a personal automobile or the ability to drive that? And that's where we really come in. Um, you know, we can provide assistance on individuals getting to their health care appointments. We have a transportation to employment that will help people get started and, and develop a strategy to get to work so they can afford their transportation, access to food. Um, you know, we're recently, you know, coming out of, we hope, the end of this pandemic. And that just increased the needs for mobility even more between people getting tested, vaccinations, and all of that. We were providing assistance, you know, for the last 12 months. In many cases, it was related to COVID. I'm hearing over and over again from different agencies how much uh, COVID changed how they operate, how their systems operate, what services they were able to deliver, what they were able to cobble because of necessity. Did you have that kind of change? 
our services changed significantly because of COVID. We actually, in the early stages of COVID, saw a decrease in the number of rides we were setting up to get to healthcare appointments because people were instructed, particularly you know senior populations, told to stay home. But it did create a need for people who were in quarantine that couldn't get out to groceries. So we were doing delivery of food services and prescriptions. Obviously, um, once people started going out a little bit more and, and started going back to take care of their healthcare needs, a lot of the appointments that were scheduled for what we call elective surgeries were uh, postponed when they were reopened for people to get in. Not only did they have to get there for the surgery, but they would have to go in the day before um, to have a COVID test before they could go in to have their operation or their surgery. So it, it increased the need. If you have surgery, then the week before you need to go in for a blood test, for a blood test, then through COVID, then the day before you go for a COVID test, and then the day of you go for the actual event, and then whatever post-surgical business may have to happen. Correct. So just think about um, you don't have the ability to drive or you don't have the resources to drive yourself. You live somewhere in rural Shenango County and you're going to, and this is a case many times, you're going to have surgery done in Binghamton or in just in Syracuse or whatever. Think about the distance you're traveling and now you're multiplying it by three times. You know, if you look at a private cab to drive from, you know, Sherburne, New York to uh, Vestal to uh, for surgery and uh, therapy and that, um, you're looking at over $100. You're looking at closer to $200 for the cost of that. Um, if you have limited income, if you're on a fixed income, you just can't afford that. And what happens is time, many times people choose not to take care of their health. And that's where we step in and try to offer assistance. We set up rides. One of our programs is recruiting volunteers to serve as drivers. We reimburse them the mileage, and that's a very inexpensive way for someone, in a very effective way for someone to get um, to a healthcare appointment, and whether it's for a COVID test or for surgery or, or a follow-up appointment. How are you doing on volunteers? Do you have a need for volunteers? We always are looking for uh, volunteers. Um, we work with an organization out of Watertown and they help us with the training, um, set up the program. So they're actually an app on your phone that tracks mileage and gives you directions. And then we're able to reimburse you the federal rate for mileage. I'm always looking for volunteers. Um, and, uh, you know, you can select your schedule that you drive. Um, you can choose short trips, you can choose longer trips. Um, anything that you want. So we're very you know, flexible that way. And what kind of training would be involved? Some of the training is obviously, I mentioned, we set you up with a tablet for directions and tracking your mileage. Some of it is the operation of that. Um, some of it's safety features about transporting people. Um, it's it's much uh, more of a an activity than just getting behind the wheel. We don't do driver's training but we do teach you or train you on how to safely interact with the people that you'll be transporting. Some of them being very vulnerable or very frail. Um, we do not put you in a position where you would be lifting, um, you know, it's anything that would put your health in, at risk. We uh, will not allow that. So um, 
wrapping up the impact of COVID. Initially, it was, you know, the testing and some of that. And then most recently, we've been very active in getting people to vaccination sites. And I, I can give you an you know, example. In the months of March and April, um, we had over 1,400 callers calling in, and um, about 50% of that was directly related to COVID and COVID needs from the, you know, testing, quarantine, all the way up to vaccinations. Um, so we've helped a lot of people get to vaccination sites. Um, early on, if you remember, they were the places where you could get vaccinated were few and far between. Um, as we've gotten into it more, there are you know, more options available to everyone anywhere. So um, it reduces the burden of transportation there. I'm seeing two areas on uh, the flyer you sent me, which is transportation to employment program uh, the same title with Van Pool added yep. to it. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, one of our newest programs that we've started, and we've just been doing this the last couple of years, is our transportation to employment program. And there's two components of that. Um, the first I'll talk about is our voucher program, where we have someone that, you know, maybe you're returning to work. Uh, maybe you've been unemployed or underemployed for a long time, and, and you need some help getting on your feet. So we'll help set up rides and cover the cost of you getting to work, to and from work um, on a daily basis while you develop this uh, sustainable plan. Um, there's not a free ride forever. Um, and it's really important that we look at the resources that are in the community and figure out an affordable way for someone to commute. The second part is uh, our van pool, our ride share program, where we will work with an employer that um, has you know, several employees coming in and we'll try to coordinate a van. We provide the vehicle, we provide the insurance, the operational cost, fuel, everything uh, about the van. And we ask an employee of the business to volunteer as a driver um, and then for a low, low rate, or maybe it's uh, $10 a week or $20 a week, you get picked up at your house, taken to work, and then at the end of your shift, you're driven home by this volunteer and dropped off at your house. So that's a partnership between the employer, the employee, and, and get there. Uh, we provide guaranteed ride service or emergency ride service. So whether you're using public transit or something, um, you know, in a rideshare position or you're in a van pool, um, if something happens and you get, you know, your ride leaves early or you miss uh, an opportunity, uh, we have, you know, you can call us and let us know and we'll set up a ride to get you into work. Okay, so you will never be stranded trying to get to work or get home from work. Correct. Okay. Now, I really, this makes so much sense in terms of just how out there and hung out to dry you are if you don't have a ride or the transmission goes or the tire goes flat or ball tires in winter or many, many other things that just happen that put your uh, ability to function at, at great risk. We had talked a little bit earlier about this, this game show approach. So I have several scenarios that I would like to pitch to you. All right. There's, there's a, a young woman, she lives in North Norwich, and she works in a food service job at the other end of Norwich, all the way down past Walmart. 
She needs to get to work and her schedule is irregular. Can we help her? I would say, yes, there's a couple different ways we could offer assistance to this person. The first, does your schedule align with, um, I, earlier I mentioned the Shenango public transit system. If her schedule did align with it or aligned with it on some days, there's a very cost-effective way to take a bus from North Norwich into, you know, through Norwich and into the Walmart Plaza. Actually, it will take you right on through to Oxford if you needed to go. So that would be one option. We would look at your schedule. The second option is if there was someone that she worked with that could share a ride, um, we could kind of initiate and promote a ride share opportunity by providing them with fuel cards to offer a trip in. I, I have staff, they're called mobility and transportation advocates that deal with this more frequently than I do. But typically when someone calls our call center, one of the first questions they are asked is, how do you normally get there? What are your resources? We want to figure out, um, you know, do you have a neighbor that could drive you? Do you have a friend or relative that has access to a car that if we paid for provided fuel cards, is that a way to get there? And then, you know, we go on to the next step of public transit. Then if all else fails and we are left with the only available transportation from North Norwich to, let's just say, Taco Bell or KFC in, in south, south of Norwich, the only available option is Uber or private cab, our transportation to employment coordinator is going to have a, a, you know, a conversation with you. Is this a sustainable job for you? Can you maintain the cost of driving or the cost of spending, you know, 80 to a hundred dollars a week or more to get to and from work if you're only going to be bringing home slightly more than that? We will assist you financially by setting up those rides on a short-term basis if it truly is going to be a sustainable position. Other than that, we would recommend that you, um, you know, go to the workforce and, and look for something that would be more sustainable. So what it sounds like to me is that you have people who are really expert in knowing what the resources are, what the rides, what the schedules are, and helping the person who needs the ride to ask the kinds of questions that can get them productive answers. Because sometimes you don't know till the end of your whole search what might be a good question to ask the second question in. Absolutely. And um, I, I kind of, this is an exaggeration a little bit, but I, when I started in this work, I said 90% of the people do not know what 90% of the resources are available to them in transportation or know how to use those, take advantage of those resources. Our role is to point out what's available and also to teach you how to use it. Okay, so it's an education component. And in addition, whoever you talk to now knows to tell other people, maybe, you know, if they have five or six contacts where they work, all of whom are dealing with the same thing, they can help each other, you know, tell each other the information, share information, or even, you know, share rides if it comes down to it, something may form at their end. Absolutely. And now here's... Lady number two, there's a woman who takes the bus from Otsilik to Norwich to work her shift in the South Plaza. And she's going from Otsilik to Norwich, there and back. And right now, that's working for her enough. What other possibilities would there be? Suppose she ran into a problem 
and she couldn't catch that bus? Mm-hmm. Or is there anything that you could offer her? Um, this is a situation very similar to the previous one where uh, we would look at, are there anybody she knows working in a similar, either the same business or not, um, that we could offer a ride-sharing opportunity? Fuel cards would be an assistance if someone was available to drive, but probably the biggest thing we could do is, you know, if she was enrolled in our transportation to employment program um, and utilizing the bus, we would, you know, provide that guaranteed ride home in case something happened, a shift change where she had to work overtime, didn't align with the bus schedule, you know, we could come in and, and then it would be calling a private cab or a volunteer driver that would reimburse the mileage and have them take her to and from work. This would be then a really nice uh, emergency backup so that if this, then that anxiety would then diminish and it would just like take the anxiety and the stress out of saying, all right, if worse comes to worse, I will call the program. I've already enrolled in the program. Um, uh, there's an emergency situation. You keep your the phone number with you. So in case you run into that, and then they can get you sorted out and you're not, you're not out there alone with your, you know, <laughs> so far from home. Right. I, I just want to be clear that it's important to set up and have the conversation so a plan can be put in place before that emergency happens. Because if you're working, you know, the graveyard shift or, or something, or you get off at midnight and you call our call center because you missed the bus, there's, I don't have people, you know, operating, working in the call center at midnight. So what would happen, the way to do that is to have that conversation beforehand so we would prepare you for the steps that you could take in case of the emergency. So overall, this is also transportation planning. Here's how we could do it. Here are one of 10 different ways it could happen. Here's the part that you need to do, and here's the questions we need to ask you. And then you have a plan in place, which to me, unless we'd had this conversation, I would have been just clueless about the idea of even being able to put a plan in place. Absolutely. And Diane, it's very interesting that you brought up the the planning word because One of our services, one of our most used services is our website where we have what's called a trip planner. Um, Very similar to Google Maps or where you can enter where you are um, and then your destination. And with our trip planner, that will give you available options, whether it be private cabs that serve that area, uh, public transit if it's available in that area, volunteer organizations that might be available to you. And if someone is in a wheelchair or needs uh, paratransit services, those options can also be brought up and you can look at that. So on our website, you can see our trip planner that's uh, mobile phone, uh, mobile app friendly, as well as desktop um, works very clearly and you can look at those options. So planning is really a critical piece. And the website that you would go to would be get there, scny.org. So get there being two words all mushed together, S for Southern Central New York, scny.org, and you would be able to get to the trip planner right there. Okay. All right. That's very helpful. Now, 
Are you ready for the um, the bonus question? Absolutely. Okay. There is a lady who is 90 years old. She lives in the outback. She has just been told that she may need to have dialysis. She is blind and she's very independent and can't drive, but, you know, walks around and gets around and takes care of herself, very independent person. But this idea that three times a week she would need to go to, uh, I think there's a dialysis center in Norwich that they've opened up. So she would need to go three times a week for dialysis. What do you do then? Through our Connection to Care program, we work with various funding sources to get grant money. Um, in Shenango County, we're fortunate to work with Shenango County United Way, but we have funds set up available to cover the cost of transportation for someone in this situation. So uh, placing a call to our call center or MTA, setting up, uh, telling us when your appointments are, where you live, where you need to go, we would make arrangements for her to be picked up um, and taken to the dialysis center and then a return trip home, whether that would be in a, a private cab or whether it was someone that needed, I mentioned the Medi service or paratransit services, we would make sure she was safely transported to and from on a consistent schedule. This is a great opportunity often for a volunteer driver to uh, make an acquaintance with someone, learn someone and develop a relationship by actually taking on the, that you know assignment, um, that a case where every three days or three times a week they know that at nine o'clock they're going to pick up Miss So and So at wherever and take them to the dialysis center and it's kind of a bonding. It's a very warm community give back that someone can contribute to help someone in that situation. Now I have a ringer in this question. Suppose this lady is over the line and she's not in Shenango County. Suppose she's in Otsego County. She's just over the line. Otsego County, we actually do provide service to. It's one of our five counties, uh, Broome, Tioga, Shenango, Delaware, and Otsego. And this is a funny thing about transportation services often being county um, oriented or kind of dedicated. I don't really believe there's a moat surrounding each county. And if someone lives just across the other side, we should be able to help that person, whether it's for employment purposes or, or health care or access to food. Um, we all have, like I said in the beginning, you know, we have these needs for mobility and it's really our role to get, get there to you know, not be so driven by that hard boundary line um, you know, cross that to take someone over, especially if they're coming, you know, in the case you just were talking, someone's going to Norwich for dialysis. And even though they may be technically by the tax map and not Seattle County resident, um, doesn't the community of Norwich benefit by having that person be able to get treatment in Norwich? So we really look at it that way rather than those hard county lines. And that is, uh, I guess, the sensible way to, to look at it. Her mailing address is South New Berlin. You know, it's just very, very yep. strange, you know, and where your phone number is and where your mailing address is and where your actual body is. Could yep. be three different places. <laughs> Absolutely. Is there anything that you would like to close with to let people know about Get There, 
and just about the program or connecting? Sure. I think that, um, you know, for me, this is an exciting time to be doing this type of work. The transportation industry is changing rapidly. Technology is getting involved. Um, You know, many people know about Uber and Lyft and how that can impact us. But it's very slow getting out into rural areas. It takes, you know, a, a longer period of time. It takes more money to serve rural areas. Um, but I do, I'm hopeful. I think that um, there's going to be investments made and systems created that will better serve rural individuals, whether they want to age in place, living in their rural communities longer independently, um, or whether it's to you know gain independence through employment and that. Um, I think that exciting things are in the future for rural transportation. I'm really excited this program is planned as part of an aging in place idea. To establish the idea of aging in place is not just that you get to stay in your home, but perhaps you actually also are able, if the time comes when you can't drive, but you still can be home, that you can still get to a medical appointment, or you might, at some point, there might be delivery services out into the outer areas Absolutely. where you need a prescription on a day when you just can't drive. Yep. You're not well enough or, you know, it's not safe and that there would be some kind of backup. I, I hate to call it an errand service, but for lack of a better word at the moment, maybe. And that's a role that our mobility and transportation advocates take on as well is um, it's not always about getting a ride, going, having someone come pick you up and take you right there. It's a lot of services. A lot of things can be done as a courier service or a delivery um, or through the mail. So our our role as mobility and transportation advocates is to point out all of those options and look at the most cost-effective way. Aging in place or, you know, being able to stay in your home longer, it's about maintaining independence and about mobility. So what resources currently are available or could be developed? Um, it could be food delivery. It could be, you know, a healthy food delivery and not, you know, if you know, go down to the corner, stop and go or, you know, whatever and buy something like that. Mail order prescriptions are available. As part of the Rural Health Network, we look at telehealth and telemedicine. Can you have a doctor's appointment over your phone or your computer and still remain at home and not have to travel? Can you get services that way? Then, I, you know, I don't have a, a crystal ball. I, I don't know what's going to be available in the future, but I could see other ways of getting your needs met that could be less dependent on your ability to go from point A to point B, whether it be through the internet Um, through the mail, or just having, you know, delivery services for a bigger range of products available. Things sometimes come full circle. I think back to, you know, before I grew up, but, you know, you could have milk delivered and your doctor made home visits and stuff. So are we looking at, you know, again, coming full circle into that? How do you best serve those needs? You know, there's a large population and a large group of people that are homebound that, you know, for healthcare needs, they have to have their healthcare services brought to them. Well, why not coordinate delivery of other needs along with that healthcare when that's being delivered? A lot of it is about coordinating. 
why make two or three trips when it could be done in one? Hey, it's so changing the way people think. So it's very interesting to think about these solutions and to be talking with somebody who has an opportunity to be a visionary because you're so stewed in it, you know, and so, you know, just total immersion in it that you can begin to think out of the boxes that we've been in, especially with your experience with COVID. This is Diane Gallo, and we have been with Bill Wagner of Rural Health Network, SCNY. He is the coordinator of the Get There program, a mobility services program that serves five counties, including Shenango. So if you have any questions about service, there's a Get There call center. If you need to find out about a ride, if you'd like to plan for transportation or have questions about it, the call center between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. is 855-373-4040. Or if you would like to go online, Bill, what's our website? The website's www.getthereSCNY.org. Then I'm going to just throw out one more thing if you can fit this in. Sure. I think it's also important to know in Shenango County, we're working very closely with the Shenango County Planning Department. I mentioned Shenango County United Way. We have a transportation committee that comes together to talk about transportation needs in the county, as well as what's available for resources and how do we best coordinate them. So that's something if anyone's interested in learning more about what's available in Shenango County, um, just reach out to the Shenango County Planning Department and they'll extend that invitation to that meeting. Oh, nice. Bill, thank you so much for being with us today and for your time and your expertise. Thanks, Diane. That concludes this episode of Shenango Voice. We hope you enjoyed our program. Please subscribe using your favorite podcast application so that you can be notified when our next episode is published. This episode of Shenango Voice is sponsored by the Bohemian Moon Restaurant, offering their weekly Doshirak subscription meal program, featuring freshly prepared meals for pickup or delivery on Thursdays. Bohemian Moon is also available to cater private gatherings, on-site business meetings, and off-site group orders, tailored to each occasion for convenience, privacy, and a great culinary experience. Dine-in service is available Tuesday through Saturday from 4.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Visit the website at twobakeriesandarestaurant.com or call 607-334-9480 for updated information on all Bohemian Moon has to offer. Thank you for listening.